Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part three of the three part Chepe Space Doquan, Saint or Sinner. Let's take a listen. You keep using all these words, Robert. <laughs> I don't know. This must be. Yeah, like- man. Yeah, man. Hey, Dolan. Dolan. Scottish. Dolan, you sound posh, man. You sound very posh, actually. Are you, are you English? Are you English? Are you? She was born with a fucking silver spoon in her mouth, I can tell. One of them posh, 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 uh, I don't know, like a posh hag. She never posh been hag. to a Millwall game in her life. She never been down to Millwall to watch the boys crack skulls and play football or nothing. Yes, I don't really mil- that sort of malarkey. Darling, I consider myself a Darling, brother. darling Millwall, man. They're the fucking scum of the earth, I'll tell you. There are a lot of them. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm fucking, I'm leaving me. I'm... I'll be. I'm going. I'm going to move my fucking house tomorrow. Me, I don't trust anything after this call. Seth, what you doing? We have, like, we have four Britishers in the same space, like, and nobody knows what the fuck any of you are saying, right? Like, this is hilarious. And, and yeah, you... woman, though. Yeah, woman's a right bit of uh, a nice bit of uh, totty, though. No, if you listen to her voice, aren't you, darling? Could listen. You could sing the phone book for me. I'm well, telling you. On, I'll hang be, on a minute. I'll be here Wait, for it. Dolan, hang on. This kind of discrimination of women in Web three spaces has gone on for too long. Robo, Robo, Raccoon. Just because you have the ability to say these things, call her a totty, or or any of the other Geordie words, which I didn't quite follow, that doesn't mean you should. And I think Ava, um, frankly, is is owed an apology. Aye, Geordie, Geordie, aye. I'm owed a fucking apology. And you knew what you did there, son. You're a, you're a clever cunt with accents. Because if you, if you separated my accent from there and thought, I'll set him up and call him a Geordie, I, you did your fucking job, didn't you? You probably listened to Don Kryptonium the other week when he called me a Geordie. Jesus, Sethi, <laughs> yeah, man. I lost me shit. He's fucking right, Ava. I don't know. Ava, I, just don't um, I want to hear you. I want to hear you recite the phone book too, personally. But yeah. This is making me feel really uncomfortable. I um I came to this space for, for love and friendship, and the title is Rainbows and Waterfalls. You put a bit of cheese out for me. I, I walked into it like a little mouse. I tried to eat the cheese, and I just got snapped with, yeah. like, the force of a thousand rapists. Yeah. I feel do, you know, do, you, do you know what the word nemesis means? Do you know? Um, a righteous infliction. Of retribution manifested by an appropriate appropriate oh, agent. Oh, oh, in oh, other oh, words, oh. in other words, a cunt like me. <laughs> All right. Yeah, words, yeah. Oh, Sefi, send me to bed. Sefi, send me to bed, will you? I'll tell you what, Jesus Christ Almighty. Uh, Bruce, Bruce is probably like, right, do not let Robbo ever speak again. Sefi has got a right set up you too, Bruce. No, like, no, I'm happy. This, man. I'm happy. Sefi has made some friends. Like, you're the first friend that Sefi's introduced me to. 
So I'm happy. Like he's he's made friends. <laughs> friend. <laughs> Have you seen the in-betweeners, no? Spears' friend. <laughs> no, I don't watch gay TV shows and stuff, man. Dude, saw your life out. The fucking in-betweeners is absolutely hilarious, man. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It's nearly as funny as the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that I was calling Sefi last week. Sefi, I'm so sorry you came into that space like five hours in. And we, were, we were really professional before, you know, Sefi. Really professional, like raising money for sick dogs so, and everything, man. So I show, it, I show up and it goes downhill from there, huh? Oh, Sefi, you were the instigator. The minute Rama, like, saw you come in, it was like a free-for-all. But, uh, dude, we, uh, we actually connected Angel Protocol uh, with uh, TMTRD here in Thailand, the man that rescues dogs, yeah, very, very famous. Half a million followers on Facebook, yeah. We linked up uh, him and uh, Amanda from Angel Protocol live online, which was amazing. I got Michael's story out and how he helped me with my rescue dog and how he's struggling with funding. Uh, we, we got the facts out and figures of what he's... Uh, right, Sefi, you're no small. You're no small, yeah? Mm, small, wait, I'm not sure. Inverse bra, small thing. You must oh, yeah. Small, mm-hmm. thing, small bra. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so I got, personally, myself, got small retweeting. It's his pinned tweet at the moment, yeah? Got him retweeting uh, the dog shelter uh, that my friend, like, runs, like, as a proper business, you know, here. It's massive. I mean, just to give you context, yeah? There are 700 dogs in the shelter and 400 around, like, I'm not going to say that like, the local area, it's a wide area in Chambury, yeah, but there's another 400 that live on the so street. The, so, so in Thailand, you just have, like, wild dogs everywhere. Oh, dude, dude, it's, I tell you what, for Buddhists, for Buddhists, it's fucking disgusting the way they treat the dogs here sometimes, man. Honestly, I mean, they should go down with a gun and they should just shoot all those random stray dogs. They've probably got diseases and they're probably all starved anyway. Maybe you could do that if you have some crypto money to just, like you know, rabies. You can just go, uh, oh. Mrs. Mrs. Fucking Rainbow fucking Waterfalls two minutes ago, wasn't she? Two minutes ago, she's like, I'm in here, it's my safe space. I'm in here for rain. Fucking Robo's a danger. Then she's like, go and shoot the fucking stray dying dogs, you pleb. Why I, woman? Ava, you, 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 you clearly haven't met Ava before. Yeah. I've been That's listening just... to the lady. I've been listening to Lady for a while, mate. I'm just rugging. <laughs> if she's gonna try and rug me, I'm gonna try and rug her, no. What the fuck nah. does rug mean? Is that yeah. like... you have to fight back <laughs> for sure with Ava? That's for sure. Oh. Like if she goes oh. after you, yeah. Sorry, did I say the word rug? Sorry, I forgot the word munch. I do apologize. That's because it's late. It's like what, over three o'clock in the morning or something like that? Can't believe it's a Freudian slip, my darling. A Freudian slip. Fraud? Is it, it fruit? Fr- how do you say that? I mean, you're posh. How do you say that? Is it a Freudian slip or a Freudian slip? How do you say it? What do you say? <laughs> Jesus, your man, Sefi's fucking like, what the fuck has Robbo done? Sefi, I'm going to go to bed. I mean, I didn't even know how to step down. I'm just going to go on mute and listen in to you fuckers who rip me for a while, right? Gonna, uh, you can, you can fall asleep to our pleasant voices tonight. Oh, dude, you're as smooth as silk. I'll tell you what, you're Bruce. Your man Bruce is not so bad. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if we could have a conversation, if I yeah. could listen to a podcast, if I could listen to a conversation, like yeah. on a space, four people, Sefi, yeah. Little Gaines, 
Yowster and Kevin from uh, Oni Valadera. Those four people in the entire spaces industry have got the slickest little chocolate voices I've ever heard. Anyway, Steffi, mate, I'm off soon. Uh, take care. Love you loads. Nice to meet you, Bruce, and your darling, Ava. Nice to meet Have you, darling. Take care, right? I'll see you later. Then. Oh, Carrie's here as well. <laughs> hey, Carrie. I'm here because Rathbones wanted to hear my voice, and I wanted to ask Rise something or Moonrise, but he left. I'm so bummed. Dr. Carey, I'm feeling very offended. You abused me yesterday. You were racist towards me as a black man. Are you willing to apologize? No, I'm wondering if you're willing to apologize for all the shit that you put me through yesterday. A black Crying and crying and crying. I'm a black man from the Congo trying to integrate into Western societies, and I have been treated. You've, you've tried to bring back slavery. Everybody else from the Congo loves me. Because I'm blonde. Yeah, you're going to speak, you're gonna speak for everybody in the Congo. Yes. <laughs> I often look at Kerry's white eyes and white hair, and I'm just so jealous that my Congolese blood didn't, um, didn't grant me the same pleasures that she has. You know, I'm very envious. <laughs> Would anyone like to play a game? Would anyone like to play a game? What's the game? What's the game? Tell okay, me what the game yes. is, Bruce. Tell me what the game is. I don't know. Maybe we can invent it together. It's funny how, like, uh... Why don't we play a game? Wait, you interrupted Steffi. That was rude. We could... I can't actually... Is my connection broken? I can't hear anyone. Are you talking? Yes. I'd like to play a game. How many Congolese Norwegians speaks the king's English? What do you think the over-under on that number might be? How many Congolese Norwegians are there? Well, Coach is a Congolese Norwegian. Probably like 15. I think you'd be right. I was fascinated listening to Robo like a half an hour ago. Has he been on these calls a lot? How about we say, <laughs> like, I, I say like a, 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 a six-year-old um, little girl from the hood or something like that, and then Ava has to pretend she's a six-year-old girl from the hood <laughs> and do the voice. Okay, yeah, yeah. This is going to go downhill quickly. <laughs> like, okay, so I, I can describe the situation. Like, it's, it's like, um, I don't know, like the Bronx or something, one of those fucking places, like at, uh, one of those hood, hood places in New York or whatever. Living, being raised in like a, a house with um, a drug dealer parent. Um, you're a six-year-old girl. You're secondhand smoking for your entire life. Uh, your parents come home and they ask you how your day was. What do you say? <laughs> um, I'm going to pop a cap in your ass. <laughs> you're like Hanky Poo from... Well, Here's the other version of this. We we have like a situation. Do you remember? I think you were there. Is when we had the farm situation. Were you there then? When I like we assigned a, a number of different characters, and we had a role play. Oh, and there was another one. Yeah. We did a blind date, and I I assigned a guy and a girl to be on a blind date together. I I deliberately yeah. picked like the most awkward guy in the room, so we'd have to be forced to be in this really intense social situation with uh with a girl, 
And then he was like, um, and then I, I started to suggest like, okay, in the restaurant with them are like the ex-boyfriend and ex-girlfriend and then the mother and the waiter and everyone had these little roles and things. It was quite cool. So I don't know if you've got any ideas, Ava, do you know what I mean? Like you, you yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love these. I'm sorry. I, I was trying to answer, but I just kept laughing as I unmuted and then right. I forgot the question. We learned um, you're not to be capable of that kind of thing, but yeah, um, it's it a lot. It's all right. It's all right. Some people aren't capable in life. But do you get what I mean? You set a set a scenario and characters and then you have to just go. But the best ones, I think, have a level of like sexual tension or something like they're a date mm. or some kind of uh, a man has caught his wife cheating or something. <laughs> I think those ones are best where there's a level of like uh, something's on the line or somebody is pressured into seducing another person. You know what I mean? Some kind of um, I don't know, some active tension is going on. I'm just going to pee one I think, sec. Um, I think the first space I actually heard you speak was uh one with you and like kate and like katie and everyone um this was ages ago and i joined and you were all doing like maybe i said this before actually you were all doing like something like this and i thought it was really hilarious but i was too scared to request to speak i was i was a coward at the time um but yeah maybe we could do something let's say zero x is is an, is an old hardened man from um, manchester but he's also of pakistani heritage um, I'm related to Robo, by the way, and he's in a gay marriage with a, a young man called Sefi. And Sefi is, he's from Thailand, uh, Zero X is went on holiday there, um, and he picked him up and put him in his bag and his rhino hand luggage and he flew straight back. And, um, but, you know, there's been a bit of tension building up because Sefi, basically, he's not really used to the Manchester culture. I don't know, maybe you guys could uh, could work with that. Let's say Zero X has just walked in on Sethi playing Xbox 360. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys, your woman. Your woman is fucking gas, isn't she? She's fucking hilarious. Jesus, darling. The, the, I'll tell you what, the universe should never let me and you on a fucking session. I'm telling you, Jesus, I have to log off, Sethi. I can't handle this, mate. You can't handle it? Come on, Robo. That's BS. We listened to you for like an hour. You're not going to listen to Ava's story? Okay, I'm ready to start the story when everyone else is ready. <clears throat> Why isn't Ava going to be the girl from the Bronx? I don't understand what happened. Get with it, Carrie. We've set a new situation now. It's Fine. Me. I liked that story, though. No, no, I still am the girl from the Bronx. I just, I need to wait. I need to let it brew up a little bit and then it'll come out. Okay, sounds good. Come on. Just, I want to move into this. this... Okay. Situation. Don't fucking be mean to me today. Uh, scene one, scene one, act one. Uh, the light dances gently across the attic room where Sefi is sitting playing Xbox 360. An angry Mancunian Pakistani man <laughs> walks up into the attic. Right, come on now, Sefi. No more playing Xbox now. We've got to go to Greg's and get sausage roll. I don't want sausage. I want panang. Curry chicken. <laughs> I'm, so I'm, just, I'm crying. No, no, you need to carry on. Carry on, please. Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> Why don't you sit down and play with my Xbox 360 with me? Why do you always go and do this and do that? Oh, come on, lad. You got to integrate. You got to integrate into Manchester. That's where you live now. We don't eat Panang. We don't eat any of that Kung Pao chicken or anything like that. 
We go down, Greg, to get sausage roll. You come, come on, you come and meet a lovely girl. There's a lovely girl who works down there. We can pair you up. You can go and sleep with her. Panning chick, not Kung Pao. That's fucking Chinese, you racist. Right. Well, I don't know what to say, but your mother is going to be absolutely furious. Here she comes now. Uh, Coach Bruce walks into the attic room. His long flowing red dress and uh, high heels uh, belie his masculine physique. Her, her physique. I heard you boys arguing. What are you arguing about, eh? He won't come down to Greg's. He's too busy talking about Kung Pao chicken and calling me racist. I told him, if you come back to Manchester, you got to integrate. Wait, he's, he's right, lad. You do need to come down and integrate. Otherwise, what you're doing here, you might as well be in your room in Philippines, eh? I'm staying in Bangkok, bastard. I'm not going anywhere with you. Xerox says, can you threaten that you won't suck his dick if he doesn't behave? Y'all on some mad drugs, aren't you? Do you get, do you just get your drugs off, Steffi or something like that? Or what hell does this work? There's something going on here. I say, fucking Dr. Curry. I say, your man, PhD. I don't know if he's lying. OX is. I don't know if that's a piss take or if he actually is a fucking PhD. You're all probably fucking doctorates, I'm telling you. Do you just kidnap people in here and then fucking torture the living daylights out of them? Hey, hey, my hey, life, hey. Shut your mouth. Why are you spoiling our fun, you cunt? Get out of the fucking room if you're going to spoil our fucking fun. This is the end, weird. Uh, what you doing in my house? What you doing in my house? There's a Jody in my house. This is the end. This is the end of the perfect day. Guys, Shut the fuck the... up, you fucking animal. This is Harry, the end of the perfect day. Your sex therapist, you don't like tell me any idea about how to make zero X ears play Xbox with me. He wants to go to Manchester and whatever bullshit. Thank you. Zero X is just a, a, a narrator's note. Ava did say that you two were gay lovers, and yet I'm feeling a pronounced lack of sexual tension or sexual threat. I think you should be threatening not to give him blowjobs if he doesn't behave. You should be using kind of a leverage, like I'm not going to top you later. You're not going to be my power bottom tonight unless you come with me now. Yeah, it, I thought it was father-son. Nope, he's a, he's a gay marriage. Yeah, he's it's always been... Oh, okay, okay, yeah, no, um, all right, no, I, I kind of approached it as a father-son thing, but we can, all right, let me, uh, let me just reframe this for a moment. Well, let me add that I'm not denouncing you in any way, because many gay relationships, especially this one, has a strong father-son component, just as any true love with a woman who's quite a submissive woman has a kind of a, a daddy-daughter relationship. You know, it's a, a protective thing. You are exchanging your wisdom and your, your age and your financial stability for his youth and ripeness and, and clean-shaven perineum. I keep my balls very clean. You better. Maybe Kerry could be social services. Uh, that's like the child protection service. Uh, and they've come to knock on the door because they've heard that there's a young Thai boy being abused in this Manchester house. Um, Kerry, you're Indian. Um, so, yeah, if you want to knock on the door any second now. Hey, you crazy woman. I'm 19. 1919. You can't count. Hello, my name is Dr. Ashruti. Where's your mother? My I'm mother is... Uh, I don't know. 
mother left me when I was baby. Sefi, I love the way you Lisa, always... you can't have curry. Sefi, you always sound like Sefi. I've never... <laughs> you My daughter like... says I'm being racist and I can't do it. And he's really bad at it, I'm honest. When, when Sefi doesn't sound like Sefi anymore, I'm going to fucking... Celebrate. Oh, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do like a massive fucking champagne popped open like Sefi is finally not Sefi. I'm lacking a sense of uh, lostness and lack of direction in the in the acting community here. So zero. Darling, darling, I want to ask uh, Bruce how many servants he's got. Bruce, how um, many servants have you got? I don't have any slit. What? I don't have fucking any. What are you on about, you fucking weird cunt? Your man Sefi, man, your man Sefi's got people doing everything, man. Unbelievable, I can't believe it. My life's in shreds, mate. Can't, can't get someone to my fucking house and your, your man over there, man, he's living life luxury. Robbo's down horrendous, like. Thailand's terrible, guys. My daughter says I can only do American accent in the spaces while she's well, here. Just letting you know. I could be from the Bronx. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can be from, from Boston the or the South, but no Indian. All right. You can do an African-American accent. No, 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 no. South, no, no. South African, weird, weird. The ultimate accent. The ultimate accent has to be the South You're African. You're from South you know? African? No, but when you hear them, you know, like when they're like, okay, if like, you know, they want a cigarette. It's yeah, always like asking, asking for a secret. Hey, mate, you got a secret? Like, it's always, like, a fucking secret. What are you talking about? I've got a secret. Oh, oh, you want a cigarette? All right, okay, here you go, maybe. I've spoken to a lot of South African men in my time, and a lot of them talk about the movie District 9, District 9 and they talk about the little prunes popping like popcorn, and it's one of my favourite movies because of all the South African accents in that movie. Well, your man's so good, did you hear that, man? Goddamn kefir. Did you get me the blood diamond? Morning. From the Congo. Wait, wait, who's wait, who's got the best? Listen, I need to judge this, because I'll tell you where it's from. Uh, who's got the best Irish accent? Because, come on, I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, are you sure? Well, that was fucking shit. Who was that? Put your hand up if that was you. That was. I want to see who that was. That was a disgrace, that. Uh, Sefi will go man at the top. Sefi, give us your best Irish accent, son. Come on. I want to hear this. Uh, and didn't be given... Did, for, for, no. For being native English speakers, you have a pretty bad accent. <laughs> no. I, some people are really good at accents and some are not. Eh? But, uh, I mean... You'll have to, you'll have to give me Sophie's, a line of some kind. Yeah, just... Hello, my friend. What are you doing today? Can I help you with something? Irish accent? I don't know. Like, give give me, uh, say something Irish. Like, train me here. I need to like, like County Kerry, like, like the um, Ring of Kerry. <laughs> you can say thirty three and three thirds in an Irish Irish accent. Thirty three and a third. Thirty three and a third now. Thirty three and a third. Thirty three and a third. It's called thirty three and a third now. <laughs> July dogs, July dogs. I like that a lot. I fucking love the English language, guys. You know, uh, Sefi will tell you, I don't want to come on and I'm going to bed. I'm supposed to be going to bed. But fucking, I love English, man. Beautiful, beautiful, fucked up thing, man, isn't it? 
beautiful fucked up thing like uh, robo i imagine you're over in thailand so that you can fight in a, a thai boxing camp and you're, you've been training for six months and you're going to go and fight in the king's stadium in a few weeks time is that correct that assumption bro i couldn't run a fucking bath what are you talking about huh i couldn't fight sleep what you what you, what you come on what the what the other word with your fucking self man i'm 40 fucking six man i've been butchered should see the state of my body man i've been cut from one end to the other man dude i'm you... it, man i've got seven teeth dude i've got seven fucking teeth it's not easy confusing, bro confusing the poor man with conor mcgregor no i, I well i mean listen robert you could have been who's talking who talk about conor did he come in and talk about conor mcgregor that fucking play. I didn't fucking come in. I've been in here. What a pleb, man. That, no, that I'm not about Conor McGregor. What a fucking drunken pleb, man. He's a real prick, isn't he? So now anyway, he's got loads Harry of money. Harry walks in, and she's the social services, and she's from the Bronx. Zero X is, is an old man from Manchester with his gay Thai lover, who's a young underage boy, Sefi. Now, Dr. Kerry's come here on a tip from the neighbour... Uh, you know what? Oh, you fucking react. Really distracting. I've, I've got Open up. Don't be fooled by uh, the rock that I got. Uh, Where, your woman, your woman, like she tried to like just fucking go on a real drama session, didn't she? I mean, I, darling, I mean, I'm not a fucking uni. Oh, yeah, man. Give up the fucking ghost, will you, man? And me mate Rack, look at his uh, Sir Rack with his biker gang. And and that was the reaction that put your woman off. I know it was. I know the racks are at the top. All the racks are kicking around the top. What are you talking about? You've got, you've got some good crap, though. But he was like, oh, I saw the thumbs down. They were going mad, weren't they? So I think your woman, your woman was getting thumbs down there for days. Like, maybe the drama, maybe the drama part of the show. Because Sefi says, Sefi says, Robo, do you know what's really important? Because Sefi gives me coaching, right? Sefi was like, Robo, do you know what's really important? Every like five to ten minutes, you need to change the conversation because new people are joining. Sefi, you've probably told everybody a million times now. So did it did it work out for you? Or like are you still stuck on some uh like obsession? I'm not with your woman on the fucking drama. I don't know what's going on there. Huh? She was getting all the emoji thumbs down. Even you. Even Sefi was dim with the thumbs down. Right, come on, someone hide him. Hide him somewhere in a cupboard. The doctor's here. Oh, who's the, who's at the front door? Right, come, just come in. Just come in. Give us a moment. Right, hide, hide the boy. Hide him somewhere. Put him in the cupboard. I don't want to go in cupboard. Pipe down. Pipe down. Otherwise, someone's going to hear. I'm a right, man. Oh, fucking hell. I'm a man. All right, fine. Well, if you're going to be out of cupboard, if you're going to be out of cupboard, I want you to pretend that you're here by your own volition. You're not been fast or nothing, right? Okay, I'm going to open the door. I'm running for the door. Carrie, you're there. Oh, sorry. Hello, I'm Social Services from the Bronx. Social well, what Services, are you doing here in Manchester? Robo, if you fucking cut me off again, I'll kill you. Um, you want some pad crop pow chick cat chicken? No. <laughs> Ma'am, you don't why, listen here. Why, why are there drugs dinner? on the table? Dinner for you? Can you explain this? Can you get your father, please? Or your gay lover, whatever it is. Listen here, you're from the Bronx or something like that. You've got no jurisdiction here in Manchester, let me tell you now. 
fuck that. We own everything. Haven't you heard of the Yankees? I've never yanked anything, all right? I've never yanked him. Why would you say that? Why would you say I've yanked him? I know about you. Using little boys that you found in Bangkok. Yeah, we do that in the red light district in New York City. All right. Well, if you're into it, why didn't you say, oh, come on in, right? Do you want a cup of tea? Do you want something? I'll put the kettle on just a moment. No, I want the cocaine from your your table that I see. Uh, All right. Uh, Come on then. Where's your car keys? You got your car keys with you? Yes. Actually, we can use my credit card. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Wait, I'm not going to lie. But any like a sane-minded person listening to this is going to think like there's several, like several people in this room who are fucking cracking one off, like right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. That's how, on, this on is how we get rid of all the. I'll people. tell you what. Some of some of you, no, some of you in this room now, you're fucking masturbating, and I know you are, and you know, you fucking know you are, right? Yeah. Not just me. ไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไ
with the ultimate destruction of institutional paedophilia, which is fucking so deep-rooted, man. The fucking British, man. Are the fucking pioneers and fucking exporters of this shit, man. My little fucking shitty island, man. Honestly, you don't even know, man, why I don't want to set foot in Britain again, man. I'm glad that old cunt's just died. Fuck her and all. And a fucking frog-eared fucking son. Mm. The well, useless bastard. Oh, sorry, son. Out. Note, Robo. I uh, I need to leave the space to join a meeting because I have I work on sociable hours. So everybody enjoy yourselves and um, take care and try not to dwell too long on child abuse. It really is not good for the uh, for your chi. So um, hey, speak Ava. to you soon. Bye bye, Ox. Good luck with your, your postdoc. Come back soon. Robo, I thought you had to go to bed like an hour ago when I was on the way home from work. <laughs> Ava, a question for you. Do you prefer that the queen is alive or dead? Um, I'd probably prefer if she's alive, just because I think it'd be funny if she lived like a really long time, like 200 years or something. That'd be quite, that'd be quite cool. Um, but yeah, I'm not really that opinionated on it, to be honest. So you're, you're like, what, camp, what, Prince Harry or some shit? I know you Britishers all have some like opinion about this sort of thing, right? Did you call her a Britisher? Uh-huh. <laughs> or whatever, right? Like I love that word, a Britisher. I know yeah. you Britishers. <laughs> uh, I'm probably camp um, queen living to 200, I would say. That's like, my number one uh, part of the monarchy. Other than that, I don't really care for it that much. But I think she's already dead now. No, she's not. You got you got your news wrong. You got your facts wrong. Seth. She's not. Yeah, she's not dead. No, she's not. You know, I had a picture of William in my college dorm at UMass Amherst. So embarrassing. Isn't that ridiculous? I understand your truth. Um, so what's, what's the what's the like vibe there? Like, do people are are more people on the older sons? Uh, like, are, are they on their his team? Or are they on like the the hairy team or like, like, like what is the culture there exactly? Like who, like does no one give a shit? Like, um, it basically right? depends on what sort of people you're talking to because people that are like a bit chavier, like they really tend to not like, like young people, they tend to not like the monarchy um, and like low class, like weird people like Robo, they don't like the monarchy either. Um, but then people that are a bit posher, people that shop at M&S and they, they have like nice like jams and stuff in their fridge. Wait, what's, what's an M&S? Uh, it's like a... Marks and Spencer. Yeah, it's called Marks and Spencer and your woman, your woman was trying to rub me. And the funniest thing is, I'd love her to tell me like all about how Mountbatten died. Like the king's, the current king's like uh, uncle and godfather, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, Donald, do you know? Do you know why Mountbatten? I mean, do you know why the IRA killed Mountbatten? You do realize that they didn't. You do realize Mountbatten? They didn't kill him, right? Because like he was the British royal family. You do know they killed Mountbatten because he was one of the biggest nonces on planet Earth. Now you do know this, Ali. You do. You do know about Mother Teresa running the kids for Mountbatten, nah? And you, you don't know why. Well, you, do you not know why Mountbatten accelerated partition? I now, mean, if you don't really yeah, man, know your stats, darling, go away and like, do your homework. Like for those that don't live in the UK, like these sort of like internal like politics or nuances, like we don't get it, right? We have no idea what you're talking about. Hey, the Queen's cool, man. She's cool. She did a lot for people. She's so cool. 
that I'd still chow down on that old puss for sure. I'd give her a good time. Why not? Well, well, Selfie, where Selfie, you mentioned your kid. Selfie, you mentioned your kid the other day, and you mentioned uh, like Indian Supreme Court justices, blah blah blah, and stuff, right? Yeah, like partition, uh-huh. like still, still hurts to this day, nah. It's a, still a killer, bro. It's still yeah. a killer. Like if you've got any connection to that country, right? And and why was it accelerated? Because the game was out the bag. Like I don't know how hard it is for people to understand, like exactly like how the world works. Like, it must be fucking lovely to be wrapped up in, like, pink blankets all day alone, man. <laughs> Unfortunately, I uh, I raked my rear around uh, rubbish dumps in Cambodia trying to put shoes on, like, uh, shoeless kids, like, and fucking trying to sort just people's lives out. Like, I can't, I can't deal. Like, it's nice to have the lovely conversations, but also when the truth is out there, it should never be, like, discarded, like, the facts about like what you're talking about the British royal family. So, with so, all so Robo, you think you think all of them should burn in hell? No, but I think there should be some accountability. I think there should be some accountability. I actually, mate, I grew up a true royalist. Like my grandma, the picture on the wall, and mate, it wasn't until I so was Ava, like Ava. When I come to the UK, what we're gonna do? Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to London, and um, wherever the palace or whatever the hell. We're going to draw like a pentagram and do like a satanic ritual. Um, bring Satan down to like take all of these bastards down to hell. That's what I think we should do, Ava. What do you think? Yeah, I think that would be good. I think maybe we could set up like a really large Hadron Collider underneath the Buckingham Palace. And uh, we could maybe use it as like a, opening some portals to like let out some demons that could then eat like random people but like we would try and set it on the royals but then we accidentally just set it just outside and then it just eats loads of random like homeless people and robo walks in and stuff like that now your woman now your woman's talking now your woman's talking isn't she hey look listen Eva. my family i've got like like my immediate family don't talk to me right because i've described my home as a floating prison of fucking serfs like, if people have got any issues with me, what I've got about my home country, it's none of their fucking business, yeah? Like, my passport is for, like... And, Eamon, do you know how long I've been on the run? If I've been on the run a long time, mind, I, like, I can't even... I haven't been home for eight years. So, wait, if you're on the run, like, if you're in Thailand, right, like, so do people understand your accent or have you learned to speak a little bit of Thai? Or whatever the language is. Alaina. Alaina. Alai. Sawadi Kapna. Oh, my dog. Well, oh, wait, wait. Hey, Winnie. Malau, my. Mamai. Mamai. Nang, mamai. Nang, mamai. Talk my dog. Wadi. Wadi Kapna. That's how you stay time here. Give me like a phrase that I can, I can try to repeat. Oh, you love this one. Uh, in Thai. Uh, right, okay. So, like, pan, but I'll give you the sound, yeah? Like, P-A-N, yeah? Pan, ya, on. So, it sounds like... Pan, ya, on. Ya. Uh, yeah, wait a minute. Uh, pan, ya, on. So, it's like almost like... A, see, they haven't got a P or a B. The ties is in the middle. It's really weird with this, like, little burst of your lips at the front, right? I'll give you another example, yeah? Pan, ya, on. Pan, ya, on. Yeah, mate, it means uh, you're soft in the head. <laughs> so you can say it to Ava, like, all the time, because you'll probably forget this conversation. 
she'll be off like like meditating tomorrow mate and this conversation will be wiped from my brain so like when she comes in and you want to give her some grief you'll be like Eva, pan ya on <laughs> dude do you want the bad Sefi, do you want the bad words do you want the bad words now do you want the real bad words we i've lost Sefi. Sefi, can you hear me oh yeah 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 you so you've got do you want... you've got a whole host of thai bad words Oh, what, mate? The worst ones are like uh, animals, you know, animals. Yeah. So they call people like after animals. So like you, you call people like a buffalo or you call people like a, like a monitor lizard or whatever else, you know. And they do it with like an E, you know, like an E. And they're like, E here. So here, like H I E, E here is like a monitor lizard. So like, but if you're like E, which is like you, and then the here is the monolith, mate, people lose their fucking, people lose their lives over this. I've seen is a woman get hot oil. Tell you. Well, I'm not fun. sure what language you're speaking, but do you, are you in a different time zone then? Isn't it really late there? Okay, Ava's telling me to get to bed. Guys, I'm, I do apologise. Just telling me to get to bed. No, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just yeah, interested. Yo, lady. Yeah, lady. Hey, hey, darling, me little man. Oh, it. Sevi, can you believe Ava doesn't know that I own like one of the most dangerous like dogs on the planet? Like he's probably like top three. Like Ava, I own now a dog. She, now she's your heart. super fan. She's a super fan now for Robo. Yeah. Ava, 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 me dogs. Me dogs have got uh, 11k followers on Facebook, man. They're loved in Thailand, my dogs. I've got five, but uh, my wife left me, so I've only got two now. She's got three. We swap them over. No, we swap the dogs over. We take like lady uh, Saturday, she took them for a spa session. You know, me and the missus, we swap over, blah, blah, blah. We take them out and everything. Uh, lovely. But I'll, I just live alone now with two, but I live with a puppy. And he's basically this fucking abnormal. So uh, here, my dogs, my dogs here, they are uh, golden jackal uh, hybrids. So like a, a golden jackal domestic dog hybrid they're not fucking right like they're a bit like you they're a bit like you a bit fucking a bit skew with right a bit skew with but a bit clever you know like but a bit fucking all over the place like in regards to like fucking what's right and what's wrong uh, yeah yeah man i tell you honestly ever yeah, fucking i own everybody's scared no one you know that there's only a yeah, burger king comes to the house now mcdonald's uh, kfc uh, uh pizza hut uh, the other one, the other pizza place, they've all stopped coming at the house. No one will come to the house. I can't get at all, Sefi. I told Sefi, I can't get a maid. Sefi's like, I've got servants. I'm like, Sefi, I can't fucking get anybody. Jesus Christ. Why? Are the Thai people lazy or something? I'm not Thai. I'm not lazy. It's a fucking, just a terrified of the fucking dogs, mate. Honestly, the dog, like, geez, literally, you wouldn't believe like the reputation. And the thing is, like, this guy, man, his father's 22 kilograms. Aye? He's fucking nearly 46, mate. I've got a fucking giant. Like, it's just bell end of a fucking giant, man, that just runs around the house like some fucking... He reminds me of the dwarf of Lord of the Rings, uh, Gimli. Because he just, like, doesn't got a clue what's going on. Like, this, this big, massive, like, fat fella running at the doors and shit. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? Breaking the fucking locks and shit, man, on the door? Oh, dude. I give up, Wait, man. wait. Who is Gimli? Your dog? Oh, he's called Winston. He's called Winston, but it's uh, he's got his own Dow, you know. Yeah, that's what we did on uh, Saturday night. We had the Dow launch party. 
So Winston Dow, my dog, he's going to be the controlling Dow for the funds that we're going to donate from raccoon.bet, right, through our NFT staking for the holders, yeah? And it's so going to go into the Dow. by your dog. Uh, no, no, no. We've got a, uh, I think we've got, well, I proposed, I proposed a five of seven uh, with Raccoon, myself, uh, Rama, uh, like McKenna, I can't, Bobby, uh, I can't remember who else was on there. It's Bruce, I think, right? There was, I've got, I've got the treats. You, you, Sefi knows, guys, that Robbo's always got receipts, like, because I've talked to him on spaces about stuff, and I'm like, got a tweet. So I've tagged him a couple of times so he knows I've got receipts, right? Uh, mate, I'm going to switch it to a, a seven of nine. So I need to add gains. And I might even, like, kick some people off so it might be a five or seven. But, yeah, the multi-six just going to control it down, mate, and uh, send the funds. Except the interesting thing is, all right, with the DAO, the sub-DAO, on uh, DAO DAO version two, is that you'll be able to uh, stake coins as well, but you retain ownership. But the stake and rewards that would like normally go to you, obviously, will be automatically like put into like the Dow fund, which can then be multi-sigged off to the uh, charity. It's, I mean, Sefi, you know, you, yourself, man, you, you've got fucking servants, right? You're not in this for the, like the money, you're in it for the crack, obviously. But I don't know, mate, making a social impact with the, uh, so Saturday night when we did the spaces there, uh, just one dude, yeah, one dude, uh, Donated a 7.77F on Saturday night. How good's that, Sefi? Yeah, not bad. Hey, Katie, what's up? Hey, I'm on a beach stroll, and you all are with me right now. Oh, very nice. This uh, is amazing. Sunset or sunrise for you? Um, Sunset will be in, like, two hours. So right now it's just kind of, like, it's honestly cold. Like I did not dress properly. I'm like kind of freezing, but I think if I just walk really fast, it'll warm. It'll warm me up. But whenever anyone's speaking in the space, Katie, if you see something cool, you just have to interrupt and just say like, "Everyone, I just saw like a seashell or like I don't know, a cool dog." Um, but yeah, like you have that right. This is your space now. Yeah, Bruce. Uh, do you have a beach near you? Oh, hey, Sefi. Um, I was waiting for you to ask me to speak, so thank you. Um, yeah, I have a beach about 10 seconds away. Can you guys hear these birds right now? There's like 75 of them, and they look like little penguins. Yeah. They're so cute. You can hear them? Can you take a picture? Send it, share it. That sounds so nice. I feel like I'm, I've been shrunken down and put inside Katie's pocket and I'm just following her around mm-hmm. and I'm just like trying to peek over but then like a gust of wind knocks me back in. Do you guys ever make friends with birds? I'm friends with a load of birds now. It, it got annoying though because um, I've got a balcony and like for a while like pigeons and the occasional seagull and magpies and things started landing on the balcony so i started to leave out some food like little crackers and bits of rice and stuff like that whenever i had some spare food especially on a keto because i had all this like brown rice and stuff left over which i wasn't going to eat because it's got carbohydrates and stuff um anyway i started leaving it out and every day like the pigeon would come back more and more and more until i think i guess the pigeon told all his friends about this like infinite source of food so they all started coming and then when I'd throw some food out, 
I get about um, 10, 10 pigeons. And then there was a little hierarchy where this like big fat pigeon with like a big white neck would start pecking the other pigeons and he'd have to eat first. And then like, I get a bit annoyed because I was like, Jesus, man, just let the other fucking pigeons eat too. Um, so I'd have to go out onto the balcony and like throw a bit of water at him. Like, just fuck off, man. Like, cause he's the only one who's the problem. The other nine can just eat together. But this fucking big fat pigeon is like, I'm going to fucking dominate all the other pigeons. You know what I mean? I hate these little hierarchies and stuff. I'm going to intervene with that stuff. I don't believe in this like non-intervention of nature because I am nature, bitch. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, <clears throat> uh, the, the problem was that I fed them so much that they started to just like rest and sleep on my balcony all the time. So now my balcony is covered in shit and like, I'm, I'm not wanting to feed them anymore. Cause like it's, I didn't realize this. It's like, if you develop a feeding relationship with a bird, it just fucking wants to stay on your balcony all the time and shit there. So it's like, how do you manage this? I'm not sure. I'm not how to, sure how to navigate it. Um, they've done some cool stuff as well. Like the, the other day, um, a couple of months back, I went to, to the window of my balcony. It's like a slide open door, went to the window and my favorite pigeon was there. And he saw me through the window and he was just sitting on the ground and he started flying up and he, he, he literally flew up to about um, chest level, about eye level with me and just like fluttered. <laughs> he just flew in midair, like looking through the window as if to say, you know, please, please like come out here and feed me or something. It's so nice. Um, the other cool thing I saw the other day was like uh, a, a, a group of pigeons were eating on the balcony. And then um, one of the seagulls, which are like about four times larger here, it ended up like flying to the balcony and all the pigeons flew away because they're scared of the seagull because it can fuck them up. And then after that, the, the seagull was eating and I think two seagulls were eating in the end. And then do you, do you have magpies over there in the US, Sefi? Do you know what yeah. they are? You yeah, do. I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like um, a magpie flew down onto the balcony and stole food out of the seagull's mouth and then flew off, um, which is really fucking weird because they're, they're smaller than even pigeons, um, but they just don't give a fuck. So it stole the food out of the, mag out of the seagull's mouth, flew off, the seagull gave chase, um, but it just like totally fucking evaded it. So I've realized this, this like interesting hierarchy where it's not just to do with um, size and power. It's like how sneaky the birds are too. So it's interesting. I've got this like situation now where there are really annoying fucking birds stealing from other birds there are birds who shit on my balcony um there are sneaky magpies it's like this whole ecosystem i've developed little friends it's cool how, how far is your neighbor's balcony from your own just above and below so you don't have any like balconies that are like throwing distance like to no. the side of you no not like close no mm. why i was thinking uh, a solution to this problem right would be you can still feed the birds, but you can like throw them at a neighbor's balcony so they can shit all over their balcony. Yeah, yeah, I might do. Um, the the other thing they've started doing is they started sleeping on my windowsill, like just outside my window, like so they can be ready to eat in the morning, which is quite nice as well. But they've also covered the windows in shit, which is quite I don't know. It's like a problem. I'm not sure how to navigate it still. The pigeons don't are, are smart enough not to like run into windows like other small birds. Yeah, I think they're really smart. Um, have you ever read the biography of Nikola Tesla and some history about him? Tesla fell in love with a pigeon. He he had such an intimate relationship with a pigeon after feeding it every day for years and years that he claimed to have fallen in love with a pigeon. And there's a whole um, big thing he wrote about it. 
and like genuine like romantic love with this pigeon he said that he he'd loved this pigeon more than he'd ever loved a woman which is kind of sad but like kind of cute too um <laughs> i don't think there was anything sexual between them but at the same time like he had this this feeling that pigeons had a a deeper and richer soul or connection than a lot of other animals maybe they do in some way um a yeah, lot of people like, really like love rubbing up against like a bird or a pigeon or something seems a little bit weird i don't think it's that i think it's just like that was more just like platonic love yeah like a a, a safety a kind of a a companionship a strange unexpected deepening of relationship is i think it's nice um but yeah he was a a bit of a freak too let me find the article it's interesting well as bruce is looking for the article hey seb what's up hey uh can you guys hear me i'm in a car yeah you're good man go ahead so 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 I, i just stumbled onto this like Twitter spaces and, uh, and, and heard some guy telling bird stories. Um, I've, I've got an interesting pigeon story that is kind of tragic, but uh, it just made me think of it. So last oh, uh, during before you tell it, is it, is it, does the pigeon die or get injured? Because if, if yes. those, okay, I'm sorry, Seb, but you're going to have to tell it on another space. Cause I, uh, oh, I can leave, I can leave and I can count one minute and then I'll come back. <laughs> All right. There you go. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll mute and I'll I'll just turn down my phone. So so during COVID, my my girlfriend and I uh, decided to leave Paris and go to Barcelona for a couple of months. And we were staying in a building that sort of other ba- buildings adjacent to it, maybe I don't know, spot, like ten feet away from the other buildings, and uh, we were on the third floor. And, and there were like kind of windows that opened up. There weren't proper balconies, but they did have sort of like ledges where people kind of like opened up these kind of bay windows out into the street. And we noticed that there were some pigeons there that were starting to build a nest. And th- we were there for probably about a month and a half. So this was like around the time we arrived. And so we noticed these pigeons there. And so it was like kind of interesting. We were getting this really like this, like, pardon the pun, bird's eye view of this nest building process and the entire process of these pigeons sort of settling down and and um and laying like eggs right so um i noticed the male was like kind of going out getting some and from where we were we could see where the male was going to get these branches these twigs to um to build the nest and like he was just going up and down and up and down i could see him doing this so i figured like i'm gonna go out i'm gonna get a bunch of twigs and i'll just like leave them here on my windowsill so that he he could just kind of come over and so you know, at some point he realized that there were twigs there. And so he would just come and pick up the twigs that I had left, you know, basically just across the, across the windowsill from where he was. And so this went on and like, you know, we would kind of watch them. And then at some point we noticed that the female laid eggs, um, you know, at some point there was, we came in one day and there was like an altercation where, you know, there was another pigeon there, like trying to, I don't know, eat the eggs or take over the nest. There was this whole fight. And so I had like this stick and I was trying to like fucking get the other pigeon away. And we just like, you know, kind of looked over these pigeons and then she laid eggs and was staying there. And then the other guy, you know, the, the other guy, the, the male pigeon would get her food. So we'd lay, leave maybe like some bread or something. So he would. So we kind of developed this, I don't know, this sort of bond with these pigeons. And then at some point, uh the eggs hatch so the eggs hatch uh we're like super excited ah the eggs are hatching and we're watching these little these little baby pigeons um grow and and, they, and you know they you know they grew over over several weeks 
And uh, on the day we were leaving, on the day we were packing up to go back to Paris, it was probably like a month and a half, uh, close to two months into this um, this kind of staycation. We we go out and we come back home and we notice that the whole like the whole nest is sort of spread out and one of the pigeons is like there's the the parents are gone and one of the baby pigeons is just like laying there and we're like what's going on and then there's an and the other baby pigeon is walking around and he's just like not in good shape and basically while we were gone something happened like some other bird came in and like fucked these baby pigeons up and um, from where we were sit, from where we were, we couldn't really. We, we were just kind of like at eye level with the, with the other windowsill. And so I went up to the, to the other floor, looking over, and I noticed that the little baby pigeon had been like ripped open, and the one that was still alive. And this is over the course of several hours as we were kind of packing and getting ready to leave. Like I kept going and checking and checking and. Like, would the parents come back and like, is this little baby pigeon going to be okay? And like, and he kept looking over at me because we were just, you know, a few feet away. And, uh, and then at some point, like he went over and just like sat there sort of in the entrails of his little brother or sister. And, uh, and he sat there for like a while, like an hour or an hour and a half. And he, he just kept like, as if he was dozing off, you know, he would kind of like, even when he was dozing off, they kind of like wake up and they kind of shrug their head and he kept doing this thing where he was sort of like dozing off and like kind of shrugging his head like waking up again and and at some point he just did this thing like one last time and then he just looked up and he like i mean i don't know if he was looking at me but he like looked straight at me and then he went down one last time and then that was it and then we left <laughs> there's my pigeon story <laughs> You were really paying attention to these pigeons a lot. I mean, it was, I have a it pigeon was story like, to share. It was kind of like a little, like, it was kind of interesting. Can anyone still hear him? Was this my Wi Fi? All right. I think he's being sensitive for being boring. Oh, that's mean. That's not true. Um, I didn't hear the story because I turned down my volume for the whole time. Um, but. Yeah, I'm just going to assume that everything worked out for the best and the pigeon lived happy ever after. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's basically what happened. Did you see the link at the top, Sefi? Oh, okay, here we go, yeah. Mm-hmm. I read it. Tesla, Tesla never married, but he admitted falling in love with a very special white pigeon that visited him regularly. He reportedly said, I love that pigeon as a man loves a woman and she loved me. He thought it was reciprocated. As long as I had her, there was a purpose in my life. Tesla's bachelor lifestyle likely stemmed from his belief that intimacy would interfere with his scientific research, his process. Um, I do not think you can name many great inventions that have been made by married men. Very true. Invention seems weirdly, intricately tied to to our pursuit of a wife and, and reproduction. Um, another interesting thing about genius as well is that, that a lot of geniuses had uh, a father die either very, very young or never had a father at all. Um, it's like one of the most common, I don't know if you have, you ever looked at these patterns and things, Sefi, it's quite interesting. Um, yeah. I think I heard about something like that with, uh, maybe it like spurs on this propensity yep. towards innovation or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like you need a, a level of fucked upness 
Um, but it, it's absolutely true. With with there's a kind of a, an age of of industry as well, um, and a woman will not drain you like a married woman will drain you more than anything. He's right about that. Certainly like stay the fuck away from women. If you want to do anything in the world, um, there's a reason that, uh, Elon Musk keeps divorcing these women. Like the more he stays with them, the less companies, the less innovation and, and the less good for the world. Yeah. I mean, um, what I was going to say, sorry. I had something. Um, I think maybe it's because they wanna they want to love their creations. They they have a lot of excess energy. It's like that the same vibe as those like semen retention people. It's like you've got all of your life energy and you're not wasting it on a on a on a woman. Um, so you can use it to like discover like, I don't know, crep cycle or something. They used Why to are you pay, they, used to, they used to pay me, woman. Do you know the title of this space is that falling in love with animals? I had to take a job, you know, where I had a drowned. No, I had drowned baby animals. How bad is that when you take a job and they make you like drowned baby animals? Oh, okay. Well. Rob, Rob, do you do you have a you 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 speak the same way all the time? Do you have a, like a whispery voice, like a bedtime erotic voice? <laughs> Sorry, do I need to sound sexy? Do I need to sound sexy or something? Are you grooming me, bro? Like, like if you're if you're speaking to your to a wife or like a young um, Filipino girl in bed, how would you speak to her? Like, what bro, she do? She, she left me. She left me. I can't change. Sorry, mate. I'm fucked. Like I'm I'm proper, I'm Bruce. My life is in the fucking gutter, mate. My life is in the gutter. Good job I made some money. And I can just chill and like, not give a fuck. Like, nah, man, hey, hey, Bruce, they used to uh, pay me to fucking drown uh, baby animals. Horrific experience, like, and you haven't got much choice if you need to earn money, no? In there. Uh, Wait, drown them for what? What's the reason for this? Uh, be- just because they made a nest. Oh, like, you're talking about birds? Uh, well, birds, rats, uh, mice, uh, spiders, uh, big spiders, and all mine, like big huntsmen, yeah? Uh, but basically, what happened was, right, like, I worked, uh, you know, bananas. Do you know what bananas are, yeah? Obviously. Uh, what you, uh, like, what you think of a bunch of bananas, we call, like, a hand, a bunch is actually what comes in, like, from the fucking tree, uh, wrapped up on a chain on like a conveyor belt, like above you, like, and it moves around, right? And you've got to like grab it and you've got this like a little cheese knife, right? It's weird as fuck, like I lost all the skin completely on the whole of my right hand. Uh, within about the first week, like you have this little leather glove on and you're chopping these bananas off with a cheese knife, right? But anyway, they come in in the sacks. And if you know about bananas, you have to treat them like, like little babies. Like, like literally, you can't even like put them down like what you think you can. You don't know. To get your bananas to the supermarket the way they are, you do not know the care that it takes. So anyway, I'm there working on my first day. I'm about 20 minutes in. And the, com- the bag comes in. He takes the bag off, right? And he's like loads of baby chicks, right, in the bag. And the kid's just like, fuck. Got a pail of water, like a bucket of water behind him now. Just plunges the fucking chicks in for like 60 seconds, few bubbles, bang, gone, back in the bin. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? 
This is in uh, Carnarvon, right, guys? One of the windiest places in the world. It's where they have, like, the wind sailing uh, uh, championships and stuff, right? Uh, Carnarvon in Western Australia. Just uh, just south of Monkey Maya, I think it is, if I'm right, yeah? Seen some lovely places up there, man. I lived up there for a while, right, in the car, fucking great, in the van. In me van, you know, living, living the dream. Anyway, fucking, like, I'm just saying this shit, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Then the next thing, we've got, like, nests of mice. Fucking nests of rice, uh, rats. And they're, they're all going in, mate, they're all gone in the water pail. They're all going in the water. Fucking drowning, you get your gloves underwater. Stop breathing in the bucket. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then, mate, it just got, it was like every fucking day, dude. And basically, the crack is like, what are they going to do? Their mothers are never going to come back to them, right? This has just happened, yeah. Wait, the, the mothers, like, leave uh, nests in, like, the, the banana patches all the time? Well, when, when, you, when, when, they come, when the Burmese come to chop the bloody thing down. So something about banana plantations, it's like sugarcane. Uh, none of the Aussies will go near sugarcane or uh, bananas because there's fucking snakes and supply. I mean, dude, I'm not going to lie to you. Is anyone in this room ever been to Australia? Is anyone, please, who's speaking, been to Australia, please speak up. Please. Everything wants to fucking kill you, man. It's ridiculous. Like, you, like you, you wake up on a morning, you're turning your clothes, like, inside out to check that there's nothing on the inside of your T-shirt or your fucking shorts. Like you, like, you turn them inside out, you shake them, and you're like, fuck, fuck this, make sure there's... Your shoes. You don't put your shoes on, man. You know what you do with your shoes? You're like banging them uh, on the sole, like pointing upwards, but banging them on the sole, like say if the red backs or something fall out, man. Dude, everything wants to kill you over there, man. It's absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, uh, Steffi, where was I? I've got lost a sidetrack now. I was living in my van somewhere doing something, wasn't I? I got sidetracked. You were, you, were, you were murdering birds and then... Oh, dude, in Carnarvon in uh, Western Australia, man. Dude, I, I like, you know, you're presented with it, you need work. I was skint. Skint, man, I'd... The last work I'd done was Darwin. I drove over to like a broom uh, on the West Coast. And then I drove down from like broom. It was like, oh, good few thousand kilometers, mine, right? Shit me fucking self, man. Anyway, I actually stole some weed up in uh, Darwin, which is a funny story on its own, right? But anyway, mate, I was, I, I mate, every day for like, I think I was there like, seven weeks. Every day, like, I, I just fucking get these animals. Because like the fella was like, look, you want to put them outside in the tree? Good luck. Watch the huntsmen's like come and eat them. Like you put the birds back out in the tree, these little chicks, right? You've got spiders, you've got snakes, you've got all this sort of shit that I was telling you is trying to kill you, right? It's the humane thing to do. I didn't realize this at first. And it's such a contrast to like how I've been brought up, what I believe in now. But man, this shit, man, no the wonder I'm fucked up. Like, sorry, like. Well, yeah, interesting, crazy. <laughs> um, all right. Hey, uh, guys, actually. Bruce and Katie, I've got to jump. Uh, I've got some work to do that just came up. Um, are you going to be, uh, are you guys going to be up later tonight or what? Or wait, what time is it there for you, coach? It's uh, 10. I'm trying to do a sleep pattern though, lately. I'm trying okay. to, I, I, never in my life have I had a fucking sleep pattern, Sefi. I don't know. Maybe you probably <laughs> gonna, with, with your medicine and stuff. But you're I've gonna, never. You're going to now try to form one? 
yeah i want to i want to experience it for a few months and see what it's like because it's just i'm always up like random fucking times and taking calls and getting up to do things at random times i've never had any kind of consistency it's the one thing in my life i've never fixed it's, it's a bit weird um just i think since a young child because i had insomnia and stuff like i would stay up till like 4 a.m before school and do things and whatever yeah i never had one so um yeah pray for me Steffi. i will pray for you i'll pray to the um which the Egyptian god, like Ra, uh, maybe uh, Athena within, within the Greek pantheon. We'll see how it goes. Okay. You may now kill this place. Okay. See you later, guys. Bye, Kitty. Bye, Robo. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part three of the three-part Chepe Space, Doquan, Saint or Sinner. Recorded on Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Reading in a book, yo, I learned something nifty. The CIA was feeding people acid in the 50s. Some people knew it, most of them didn't. It was like a little game they invented. Sandos had the plug, it was all about the research Gotta get turned on, hollering me first Government reaction is always kinda knee-jerk Not exactly what I'd like to see out of my leaders Zen lunatics trying to see the other side Everybody likes to hide and seek when the dose is high Paranoid like, people are watching me Well that's because, people are watching, see? If DMT is a Niagara of epiphanous beauty And psilocybin treats your mind like a movie LSD wasn't the mind control they wanted So they kept designing and different drugs to haunt us. You are an explorer, and you represent our species. And the greatest good you can do is to bring back a new idea, because our world is endangered by the absence of good ideas. Our world is in crisis because of the absence of consciousness. Consciousness. Just another night in the cabin, camping. Three drops hitting each tongue like, well, that happened. Feeling like a weird alien on this planet I'm just passing through staring at these inhabitants They didn't know provocateurs infiltrating lock your doors Trying to start a quiet riot so they could mop the floors Used to sway the forage waiting for the drum roll And that's what happens when cutthroats get all the control Acting all manic the passion is frantic The visuals are magic so let your mind brandish This little weapon of mass dysfunction Red dawn down now we're tripping with the Russians Reading in a book yo I learned something nifty The CIA was Feeding people acid in the 50s Some people knew it Most of them didn't And you wonder why we harbor such resentment Dicks. My notion of what the psychedelic experience is for Is that we each must become like a fisherman And go out onto the dark ocean of mind And let your nets down into that sea And what you're after is not some behemoth That will tear through your nets Follow them and drag you and your little boat, you know, into the abyss. Nor are what we're looking for a bunch of sardines that can slip through your net and disappear. Ideas like, have you ever noticed that your little finger exactly fits your nostril? And stuff like that. Ten spaces.